Recovery Dharma. I just noticed <laughs> that Dharma has the word drama in it <clears throat> as well as harm. I just found that very interesting. Uh, so far from what I could tell, it's not either of those things. So that's a good sign. <laughs> All right. The third noble truth is the end of suffering. It is possible to end our suffering. When we come to understand the nature of our craving, and realize that all our experience are temporary by nature, we can begin a more skillful way to live with the dissatisfaction that is part of being human. We don't need to be torn apart by our thoughts and feelings that say, I have to have more of that, or I'll do anything to get rid of that. The third noble truth is the end of cra- is that the end of craving is possible. Each of us has the, the capacity for recovery. We are responsible for our own actions and for the energy we give our thoughts and feelings. This means we have control over our own suffering because the unpleasant emotions take place within us. We create them through our response to experience. I'm going to pause there for a minute. So I'm hearing out of this, life is what we make of it. For example, I've whined to you guys a little bit about my travel plans getting canceled, right? Like 2020, I was supposed to have a ton of plans. And instead, I'm home, I'm hanging out with you guys, and I'm working on my business. So I could be going, oh, COVID sucks, poor me. Instead, like I said, I'm getting to work on myself I might not be traveling and seeing my peeps, but I will. I will eventually. But I'm not suffering during COVID because I'm not making it a suffering thing. So we, we have a choice in it is what we're saying, what this is saying. And I'm just trying to provide you some examples. We don't need to depend on anyone or anything else to remove the cause of our suffering. We may not be able to control anything out there, but we can learn to choose what we think, say, and do. So I, I could have sat here and, and complained every day and, and been in the majority on, on social media, for example. Instead, I, I leaned into you guys and leaned on you a little bit. And yeah, not every day was perfect, but what I chose to do with it is the difference between perpetuating that suffering and not. I swear to goodness, it's this room. I should not be yawning at you. We, we come to understand that if our thoughts, words, and actions are driven by greed, hatred, or confusion, we're creating suffering. And so if we let go of these actions, we can avoid suffering in the future. We can choose to give up the causes of disturbing and unpleasant emotions, knowing the virtuous actions result in happiness and unvirtuous actions result in suffering. This is the true empowerment and freedom of recovery, recognizing that happiness and suffering are entirely up to us based on how we choose to respond to our experiences. I will tell you, I I definitely struggled this year 
with um, the breakup from last year. Really, really struggled. But the whole time, I acknowledged my gratitude for him. And I knew that he had a purpose in my life then. And, you know, I, I could see all the value. And, yeah, I still had to work through the emotions. But I never got to, you know, such hate that my actions were horrible to him or towards myself. Like I never went back out gambling. I didn't, I, I actually did the opposite, right? I, I stopped drinking. I've done a much better job with smoking. It, it was how I handled it and how I interpreted it and what I did with, with the situation and coming from a place of gratitude on guys on everything. It just, it just makes things better. I And I still have areas I need to work on. Like I should be grateful for my day job more than I am instead of thinking that it's annoying and getting in the way. I should just be so grateful that, first of all, that I have a job. Second of all, that I have a job that allows me to work from home that lets me, you know, be able to go on my walks, lets me talk to you, lets me babysit the neighbor's dogs. I mean, there's so many things to be grateful for around that. And instead, I... I choose on a lot of days to be a little snarky about having my day job. So that's an opportunity area for me for sure. All right. So, so that's kind of the whole third noble truth. Like we can create our own suffering. We have choices in that. So here's the questions. What makes it so hard to quit? Wow. I'm going to use in this moment, I'm going to use cigarettes as how I answer this for you because it's the freshest. And I know like when I hear other people talk about the gambling voices and if I thought about it hard enough, I could, I could relate to it. But the cigarette voices are more, the more recent ones. So the reason it's hard, I go through these stages where the just, the just one more, right? Just one more with a cup of coffee. I'll enjoy it. Like I really romanticize it. I glamorize it. I just make it sound like it's the best thing ever. I also have this this entitlement voice. Well, I could freaking smoke if I want to. I can freaking gamble if I want to. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> so it's another one that makes it hard. And then there's this, even on my, my path with all the therapists and counselors and people I've been involved with that have, you know, they're trying to teach me a good practice of self-love and self-care through the years. So I had this one coach through a work program. And if I, if I had three days, say, no smoking, and then on the fourth day I had two cigarettes, she'd be like, well, you only had two. Yeah, but I blew my streak. So the people who've been in my ear telling me to forgive myself so then I could be kind. So then, oh, okay. Why? Well, it's okay. I can have a cigarette today. I can gamble today. So I think those are some of the things that make it hard to quit. It was also my best friend. Gambling was my best friend. Cigarettes have been a very good friend too. But gambling was my best friend to go run to whenever I needed to run. What resources are available to help you abstain and recover? So this list is pretty endless, guys. There is. There's listening to my fabulous podcast. 
And <laughs> depending on when you listen to this, if you're listening to this in real time, my web isn't ready. But geez, if it's after September 1st of 2020, my website should be totally accessible and gorgeous and amazing. And there'll be a huge list of resources on there to help you abstain and recover. There is the 1-800 numbers. There's Zoom rooms. There's GA meetings. There's places like the center that we have here in New York. There's therapists. There's counseling. There's friends. There's other recovery groups that can teach us how to recover, even if it's not the same drug of choice. Gambling, you know, drinking, whatever it is. List reasons to believe you can recover. Also list your doubts. What might the wise and compassionate part of you, your Buddha nature, say about these doubts? So why do I believe I can recover? So again, I'm going to try to keep this in the context of cigarettes. We're on day seven, like today's a full week of no cigarettes again. And I, I believe I can do it because I'm doing the 75 hard and because I want to accomplish the 75 hard on the first shot. And what works for me is my intrinsic, I think intrinsic is how they say it, but my own motivation, my own goals, beating myself, um, accomplishing what I set out to accomplish. That's what motivates me and drives me. So I think I can at least make it... <laughs> The 75 days, wow. So also as part of 75 hard, I haven't had any caffeine. So if I'm yawning more this week, I'm blaming it on that. And you see how, so my doubts, my doubts would be, okay, when is it, when it's over, will I smoke? If I keep walking by the lady at the gazebo outside who is smoking and it still smells good to me, am I going to give in and ask her for one? And, you know, that doesn't blow my whole thing, you know. The doubts creep in, those voices creep in, like I answered, you know, two questions ago. And it's interesting how they call out this, you know, your Buddha nature. What do they what does that say about your doubts? I think that it's saying, you know, it, it's bullshit. Like stay focused and I could do it if I would just stop. Anytime somebody asks me, you know, like why did I go back? It's like, because I'm being lazy about quitting. I'm not doing the work around quitting. It's very clear to me because I know what all the tools are. If it worked for gambling and it worked for drinking, the reason I'm still fat and smoking is because I choose to not do the work around those things. And I give myself the cop out of, well, you quit drinking and gambling, so you have to be able to have something. And it's a horrible rationale and it will keep me stuck forever. So that's why it's important. The 75 hard kind of can break me out of those things. That's what I'm using it for. It's a good, it's a good motivation for me. Okay. Practice letting go of something small. Notice that the craving doesn't last and that there's a sense, a little sense of relief when you let it pass. That's a little taste of freedom. So letting go of something small. So if I, I was still gambling... Um, that might be being stuck in traffic, you know, oh, I got to go gamble because I was stuck in traffic or I had a bad day at work. Those are something smalls kind of, you know, like they're not as bad as somebody sick in the family or uh, a significant fight or whatever. Those are something smalls. 
And if you can get past the the craving of those something smalls, I believe there would be a sense of relief letting it pass. And that freedom, I love that concept because I'm all about the freedom <laughs> and independence. So we'll have to practice. If you're someone out there that's still, you know, in the throes of it and still gambling, see if there's something that makes you emotional, that, that makes you an emotion that makes you want to gamble and see if you can let it go and see if there's a difference in how you feel about going to gamble. That would be the, the challenge I have for you today. And if <clears throat> you're not gambling, is there something else? Like for me, smoking or ice cream, <laughs> um, you know, what, it, what does that look like? So my something smalls are this morning I was in the gazebo with the lady smoking the cigarette and I didn't ask her for one. So that was a victory. And I want to I wanna be proud and be able to tell you guys that I'm on my seventh day. And I want to be able to tell you when I'm on my 15th and 30th and 70th and, you know, 50th year. But it only happens one day at a time. So so that was our third noble truth. Tomorrow we will do our fourth noble truth. This is, this is really pretty interesting stuff. I did join a Dharma recovery group on Facebook last night. So hopefully I'll get some... Um, time to spend in there and learn a little bit more about it and get some resources from in that group and uh, I get those on my website for you guys too all right beautiful people have a fabulous evening I will talk to you tomorrow thanks